All right, everyone. Welcome to episode number 11 of Go With The Flow. Kind of crazy that I'm already 11 episodes in. Feels like I just started recording yesterday in the semester. <laughs> just started yesterday, but very special guest in the building. Uh, one of my very good friends who I met. Actually, now I'll get into this a little bit, but he is just one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. Kind of glad that our friendship came about because we didn't know each other freshman year at all. I don't think I'd even like seen you freshman year. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even. I did not know of your existence. I don't think either of us knew of our existence freshman year, <laughs> but then we met early sophomore year, and we've been very good friends ever since then. But like I said, one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. Someone you could always go to talk about anything. He is. Um, a couple of things that we're going to get into. Well, first of all, newly elected TI president. So congratulations on that. Thank you so much. Still still reeling from that. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. President. And then also, um, you're an ROTC, which is another thing that we're going to get into. But Jake is here. Welcome. Welcome to Go With The Flow, Jake. Thank you so much for having me, by the way. Also, credit to whoever made your, your like intro soundtrack. That was, uh, that's always sick when I listen to it. Thank you. And honestly, I, 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 that's about, I'm glad you mentioned that. That's something that uh, people have like said that they they liked like oh my god who made that it's actually a song by this artist named Wale his, his name is actually Falarin also and so that's why he says the name oh, Falarin right. he says it in a bunch of songs so I just took the song it's called Chillin fe- featuring Lady Gaga uh, and I just like cut it up and I put that at the start and everyone's like oh my god who made that like a little, <laughs> hey that's just a little a little editing a little real little <laughs> remix into to to make the make the intro song so I'm I'm glad that you brought that of up. Course. <laughs> No, because I heard the first time, I was like, oh, Flo's going in on this. Got someone to put in a mix and everything. Okay. Honestly, it works out pretty well that said the, an artist has my say in him. Because there's also a bunch of other songs where he says the name. Uh-huh. So I didn't know which one would be the best one. Something like curses. And I'm like, nah, I don't want to curse in the intro. So I just leave it as Flo and be balling for all you to see. Because I do be balling for everyone to see. So so that's family podcast. <laughs> exactly. So P, I like to say it's a PG-13 podcast. Mm-hmm. And I, I will keep it that way. But yes, I've actually... You're someone that I've actually wanted to talk about, talk to, <laughs> since I started this, because of, first of all, well, you just got elected TI president, so we'll talk about that, but also ROTC, that's also another thing that, although we've been friends for a mm-hmm. while, I don't think I've ever really spoken to you about, and I think a lot of people probably know of ROTC, and they know kids who are in ROTC, but they've never really heard about the, yeah, the yeah. real experience of ROTC, so I think this is going to be a good opportunity for us to get into that amongst um, among a bunch of other things. So let's just hop right in. Oh, wait, actually, before we start, I promised my uh, my my bosses at Dylan that I would promote this. So for everyone listening, there are free yoga mats at Dylan Gym. Yes, free. So go up to Dylan. Um, go to the front desk and just ask for a free yoga mat and you will get one and it's yours to keep forever. At the start of the year, um, every student was supposed to get given one, but the distribution just never worked out how it's supposed to. So now there's such a huge inventory inventory backup at Dillon Gym. So guys, go get your free uh, yoga mats at Dillon Gym. I think that was technically my first ad yeah, that I just did. That's so. <laughs> exactly. You're adding a little bit to your pay for that one. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> 25 yes, cents I, more. I need, I, need, I need a pay bump. But yes, yes, sir. So real quick, basic question to start. What does ROTC even stand for? Yeah, so I, to be honest, when I first applied, I had no clue what it stood for either. It stands for 
Reserve Officer Training Corps. I like how you hesitated. I thought it's like you forgot. I, I did. I did for a little bit. It's like I have to keep reminding myself. Uh-huh. Like, well, those really weird acronyms, but gotcha. Okay, so that is, that is a, a really really simple question. And so, for anyone who might be listening and doesn't know what ROTC is, could you just describe very generally what what it is? Yeah. Uh, so, basically, when you go into the army, there's two main classes of people. There's you know, the people who, you know, go into 18 or they can just walk in and enlist. And those are, um, they, they do pretty much like the groundwork. Um, but then the officer side, which is what ROTC does, is a bunch more preparation. So when you go in through college, um, like I'm taking my entire four years doing a bunch of training throughout the week. So when I graduate as a senior, I'll be going in as an enlisted officer or as an officer that was going to kind of lead the platoons which are like pretty big size elements and then they work from there and kind of more of the administrative coordinated side big planning and stuff like that gotcha gotcha and actually so so that means that when you go in as a or after college and when you graduate and you're going to be 22 23 or whatever mm-hmm. age you'll be in charge of people who might be older than you who whoever what at whatever point they might just be starting out in the military oh yeah it's really it's a really strange dynamic especially because well, we, we hear from our the cadre all the time, which is the actual military people who show up. And they tell us, you know, when there's always the, the fresh out of college kids who try to come in and make this huge change within the platoon. And, yeah. you know, they're like these ma- mass sergeants who were there for 20 plus years that were working and technically in charge of. And they always come in and there's always the the get to know you period where they're like we want to do this this and this and then the start who's been there for 20 years like yeah no <laughs> funny no <laughs> none of that but like it's none cute that's <laughs> gotcha okay and so i think we'll kind of get into that the dynamic of that a little bit later but um the first thing that i kind of want to ask you is taking it all the way back to high school because i assume you have to know in high school that you want to apply to be an ROTC in college. So how does that whole process work? Is it different from the normal college application process? And when did you sort of know that it was something that you were interested in doing? Yeah, so uh, this kind of like a quick background. I actually went to a military high school. So I kind of had that like military side um, that I just kind of experienced every day. But Mm -hmm. I didn't really even know that I wanted to do it until, oh, like fall of senior year. So it's... Um, you can actually go into ROTC at any point throughout college. So if okay. you wanted to, if there's some some student wanted to come in, go into the deta- or go talk to the cadre in the detachment, say I want to do ROTC, they could completely do it. Um, I applied for financial aid scholarship with ROTC, and that was its whole application between the branches. So I'm in Army ROTC, obviously Navy and Air Force also has theirs, and so I ended up doing uh, yeah, it's like a bunch of interviews with. Um, people because it's a national scholarship so interviewing with um, ex-military and current military personnel and then um, some PT tests which are physical training tests and then all that kind of accumulates when you get your scholarship which is you can apply it to any college that you end up going to mine ended up being four years very thankful for that Um, and you can use it and it works kind of on the financial aid side where um, now that I'm a junior I've been committed to it so now I have to like I think you're able to drop it your first semester or your first year without any consequence. But now that I've committed to it, I'm going to be following that. You're into It's like two hundred ten thousand dollars now. I think yeah, I'll be yeah. Just- yeah. And also, this is my completely my fault. Usually, I let people like 
introduce themselves and say where they're from and say their major <laughs> and say the stuff that they're involved in around campus. I was just so excited to talk to you. I just completely <laughs> skipped over that part. So if you could just, just it will just backtrack a little bit. So my bad. So first, um, where are you from? Because you saying you went to your military high school, that reminded me of that. So where are you from? Anything else that you might be involved with around campus, which although you're like the busiest person I know. So even <laughs> if it's just ROTC and TI, that's completely fine. And then what your major is. Yeah, uh, so I'm from Culver, Indiana, this really small town. Technically, I think in the winter, it categorizes as a village. Like, there's not enough people for it to be, like, considered a town. Uh-huh. So, of course, they do, like, construction. <laughs> yeah, of course. But, um, yeah, uh, on campus, I do, obviously, ROTC. I'm in uh, Tiger Inn. And then I'm also part of Habitat for Humanity. And uh, I'm a politics major, so kind of fitting. Award. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. So I just wanted to wanted to give you that opportunity since, um, again, that's how you usually start every episode. So would you say that because you went to military school, do most people at your high school end up doing ROTC? Is that how it works? Or is some? Because I never really, I've never actually un- like understood military school. Is it something that is just like a direct pipeline to the military, which would seem like the more obvious thing? Or is it an option for people who don't have an interest in going into the military? I think I, I think most schools, I'm just going to like generalize most military schools, are now just kind of high schools with a military aspect. Okay. So for us, obviously, I think having the, the military like uh, presence there definitely influenced a lot more kids. I think my year had 13 kids going to service academies. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're def- it's definitely like m- most of them go to regular colleges, but it's definitely like an influence, I think, around there at the time because – I, I had no personal interest in <laughs> until junior year, and my dad was like, you should apply for this. I'm like, uh-huh. okay, sounds good. <laughs> gotcha. Okay, so that's interesting. And would you say, I mean, again, this is going to be generalizing again, but actually, no, this is going to be, I was going to ask, like, when people usually make the decision, but I don't think that's something that has uh-huh. a, an answer. I think some people might know really early, and some people yeah. might not know until junior year of high school. Yeah, I will scrap my stupid question that I was going to ask you. But um, so kind of bringing it back to to your experiences here so far, could you? Because and the reason that I'm asking this is like I I know you very well and uh, we do a lot of different stuff together, and I know how busy you are because of ROTC. First of all. As Princeton students, we are just going to be busy regardless. Oh, of course. <laughs> um, and I think I always say, like, I have a respect for athletes because of how busy they are on top of all their schoolwork. And I have, like, even more respect for ROTC <laughs> because of how busy y'all are on top of your schoolwork. So could you just describe, like, a typical ROTC week and your schedule? And, ju- yeah, just give me that breakdown. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so most of the times during the week we'll have four, at least everything – four days a week. Um, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, those will be our PT sessions, which again, physical training, and those run from usually 6.30 to 7.30 a.m. Um, sometime, 6.30 to 7.30 a.m. Okay. We've, we've done some activities, so the fact that I'm even up at 6.30 is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> but like, and you know, not gonna like say I'm more busy, but like sometimes they push that up. Like if you have a really long one, I think we did a six mile ruck uh, last Wednesday, so that was we had to be up and ready and on the on the path by six. So I was up at like five thirty. Could you that. please explain to the people what a ruck is? Oh, so it's one of those. <laughs> it's the most stereotypical like big backpack. They just stuff with things, uh-huh. and because it is like pretty taxing, and you usually you know when you're going to the field, you'll have all like your equipment in there and everything that you're ever going to need. So you kind of want to like train your body for it. Mm-hmm. And so we do ruck marches at the 
um, which is just you set a set a course, you have six miles, you get there, you get back. Um, for usually, usually, I don't think we have the time this year. Knock on wood, because I don't want to do it. There's a, there's a twelve mile run march. Oh Jesus Christ! That just takes like three hours. And it's uh, your feet shot. Uh, yeah, I can imagine six miles. Wow. I'm I, when it comes to like distances, I'm one of the laziest people you ever met. <laughs> Last semester, I decided, me and my roommate, Jelani, who you've met, you met recently, yeah. we decided we would start doing runs, so we would go on like oh, two-mile runs every Monday morning, <laughs> but that's like the extent of things. Like, we hit that two-mile, and I'm like, no, sir, not one more step. We're going to walk it so, right back. <laughs> yeah. So the fact that you got to do six miles, pretty pretty regular. What is What would you say is the longest distance you've ever had to, to go? Uh, Probably... Definitely the twelve miler. I don't think you ever like want to do more than that in a day, um, and that's like the extent of. If you're again, if you're in the field, you're not going to be probably doing more than like twelve to fifteen. Gotcha. And, on, <laughs> and okay, so my only other experiences walking long distances was my OA trip when we were backpacking, oh, and yeah. we would do like I think it was actually like twelve to fifteen miles, but that was over the course of the day. Mm-hmm. So, and I know for when we did that, we would do activities and play games and <laughs> sing songs. What do y'all do when you're walking six or 12 miles? Oh, gosh. Uh, my most definitive memory was we did it my freshman year, and it was in the middle of November. So it's freezing rain coming down. <laughs> like, I'm sitting there, and I, <clears throat> I was so, like, not in the mentality of how far 12 mile was. Yeah. So I ended up, you know, we did our first two and I was like, okay, this is fine. This is fine. I just remember by mile eight, you're just kind of like, this sucks. <laughs> like I was just angry and sad. I was like looking at that tree. I was like, that tree sucks. <laughs> like, I've seen that. that tree so many times the past like two hours. I'm pissed off. Uh-huh. But it's like some kids will, you know, blast music. A lot of uh-huh. kids will end up like just pounding through and, and going in silence suffer in silence and <laughs> everyone you just gotta what's it like uh like as an athlete you know you're just kind of like you're focusing like this is what i'm doing you just hit that and you're just everything zones out for a while and then you gotcha realize, and honestly oh. they, that's another thing that i want to ask you about a little bit later is that sort of mental discipline that it takes to be able to do it but sorry you were saying your your weekly schedule oh, so you said yeah. you wake up 6 30 to 7 30 a.m so that's 6 30 7 30 a.m and <clears throat> actually surprisingly like that's basically our big commitment for the days usually mm-hmm. um thursdays you have a class or Tuesday, Thursday, they'll have classes between, you know, depending on the year. I know freshman year, it's like a one-hour class. It usually starts at 7, you're out by 8, um, you go grab breakfast or whatnot. Um, this year, it's currently a two-hour class. Those are Thursdays from 7 to 9. I know senior year, I think they end up like three- or four-hour classes. Jeez. So they have to carve out like a huge block of time for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, and then, so that's on Thursday, Friday. Fridays, we have our labs, which are like the actual go-out. We'll usually go out and train, so... There's a little Princeton property I think they own, like down by the mall, the Quaker Bridge Mall or something like that. Oh, okay. That they like own this little property called, we call it like OA Rocky. And um, we'll go down there. That's about five hours. So that's usually, um, I know like we talked, like you'll be like, what do you want to do through this time? Like, I, I have lab, man. <laughs> and yeah. that's usually from like one to five or one to six that yeah. you're out there training for a little bit and then Jeez. you come back. But it's like, it's not, comparatively, I think a lot of people think like, Rotsi's this huge time commitment. It's mm-hmm. not. It's just kind of like tiring. Like it's so repetitive. Like every honestly, yeah. Day. So maybe it's not even. It might not be a huge time commitment. Although from what you just said, it is <laughs> the fact that you got to wake up early, six thirty a.m. four days in the week, and then you have a fr- like. I like my Fridays being free. <laughs> since my since um um I came into Princeton 
I mean, I was like a regular college student. I'm like, oh my God, I'm supposed to take classes every single day. And so my freshman fall, I took a Friday class. And it, and then I didn't realize that like, that's not something you do if you don't have to. Yeah. But then I had to take Spanish the next two semesters up until my sophomore fall. And that's like a five day a week class. Mm-hmm. And so I had classes on Fridays. On, that was my only Friday class, those two semesters. But ever since then, you will not catch me in a Friday class. You make that choice. Fridays, we're done. <laughs> my Fridays are for me. I don't care who's teaching it. J. Cole could come teach a music writing class. Uh-uh. I'm not, show- I'm not showing up on Fridays. So... The fact that you have a four or five hour time commitment every Friday, that is insane. And so even if it's not a huge time commitment, the intensity of the time spent, I think, is what people probably need to appreciate. (laughs) So, yeah, it's even if it's not the hugest, the biggest time commitment, it is an intense, intense commitment to say to say the least. Um, so yeah, okay, that that was good. You kind of given us a nice little a little uh, debriefing of what your week t- typically consists of. Good military term, debrief. Debr- like oh, that. thank you. Like thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I, brought, I whipped that out just for, <laughs> just for you. I whipped out the word debrief. Um, so so far, actually no. Coming in, what would you say was the hardest transition? And would you say it was like a difficult transition and it's something that you've adjusted to at this point or is it something that you just like never really adjust to because it's so so grueling of a process i think like with any like anything like you you end up having a time long time before you just like end up in a groove Mm -hmm. and obviously i think more than anything you had to adjust to princeton is more than princeton adjusting to rotc yeah i guess like you know not only just academics where like you you're up pretty late doing doing work but also you know the weekends like social stuff or mm-hmm. just hang out with friends and stuff like that you kind of have to to work that into your schedule and just you know those are definitely things in the back of my like oh i know on like most nights i'm like oh i have to be up at like six thirty six for this and <laughs> yeah. i'm like oh maybe i will call it early and i'll just <laughs> i'll just block out more time tomorrow and uh-huh. it's just but um <clears throat> time commitment wise i think it's just kind of adjusting and readjusting your schedule every like couple weeks and remembering like where you are and I think just as Princeton students like judging your mentality and where you are in a mental space and kind of working around that Mm -hmm. you know because I know like even for regular students or just people who have like really challenging majors you gotta like you gotta zone in you gotta find that time to one decompress and be yourself and kind of work it out but two like each week's a new week and you never know what's going to come so yeah for sure and um so what would you say for you has been the hardest part if it, if not the the transition what would you say like the week to week for you is is the hardest part of rtc that's a good question well uh, let me just let me just, <laughs> let me just quickly say that if my guest doesn't say that that's a good question at least once episode i'm failing so i think i'm i think i'm on a four episode streak where every someone has said oh, that's a good question so thank you so okay <laughs> carry on it's like uh, probably it's probably just the the grind i think for i'm not gonna like knock against athletes but elites you know like athletes have like off seasons and Mm -hmm. they're able to you know when you're not working you're kind of like toning up you're like you can kind of take a little bit of a break off like i will like the one thing i'll give army or rotsi is just kind of like it's always there like every day every week you're gonna have something you're gonna have this exact same schedule going forward and it's just it's like a mental like like, oh, you're just, at the end of it, you're just kind of like, oh, I'm sick. I wish I could just take a week off. I mm-hmm. wish I could just finish it, but, you know, it never ends. So, um, yeah, I'd probably just say, just like, like, the repetition and, like, the commitment to it because if not, you're about to get, 
I think I didn't show up to a PT one. Like I slept freshman year, I like slept through a PT, uh-huh. and our our mutual friend Nick Steffalo calls me because he's my like the guy in charge of me, and he's uh-huh. like, calls me at six thirty in the morning. Uh-huh. Like, hey Rogers, like where are you? I was like. I look at my clock at 6.30. I've never been more panicked in my life. Oh, I can't imagine. I'm in the middle of getting changed and putting all my stuff. I'm like, dude, I'm at Bloomberg Arch. I'm almost there. I'm so sorry. I just mistimed this. I was like, a, it was a ruck march. And so I'd like lug my backpack. I'm like sprinting over there. And this our car drummer who was like, 510 so he's like like medium size i'm taller uh, than him but he was he's like well those stacked like yeah. when he looked at like <laughs> a unit an absolute just monster just lived in the gym the most like stereotypical army person you've ever met like completely you know buzzed uh-huh. terrifying dude he comes up to me afterwards and it's like where were you this morning rogers and i was just like uh and you know i'm 18 this guy's been in for like 25 years yeah. and i'm just like uh sir i was you know i ran late i'm really sorry it won't happen again so it's like it better not and just turned and left and it's like i've never been more terrified of anybody oh gee i can i can imagine and honestly yeah that's that's something that i didn't even think i was gonna ask but what uh what is like typical punishment or discipline for so say so so for something as simple as that you i actually not even simple like being on time i think it matters showing yeah. up matters so it did you have to do anything because you you showed up late no i think it just as it's obviously i think uh cadre and the attachment understanding you know we're at the end of the day we're, we're students and we're here to to get the education while we're doing that but it's definitely more more so um a mental consequence so one of the things for Ar- or for Razi is uh, when you get your, there's like the whole, this whole scoring system and that determines where you, like what branch you end up getting, um, your location where you like end up on the rankings, like where you get to choose your location. And a good part of that is actually like your cadre's input are, um, they're like their personal evaluation of you. And, you know, you want to make sure that that's the best thing possible. And when you have, you know, guys who've been there 20, 30 plus years in the army, like, like you said, punctuality and like being there matters. Mm-hmm. So that you know one interaction can dictate a lot yeah. and if it's a string of consistent interactions that you know don't go your way or like there's a miscommunication or a misunderstanding or you just you know don't show up on time or you're a really heavy sleeper it just, <laughs> it's just, like, it just it leaves a bad taste and you're just like oh well this is going to reflect in my personal evaluation that you know uh-huh. when you're looking to the future you're like i should not do that again <laughs> yeah, sure. yeah, for, and honestly I'll, <laughs> after you just mentioned that i thought to myself hmm the only thing that I would ever be able to be good at in ROTC is punctuality. Because I'm a very punctual individual. But as far as anything else after that, it's like, <laughs> I'll, I'll get there on time. And then the minute you try to make me do something, I'm like, no, sir. I'm like, That's it for me. I, I I am out. But um, just in also that the story that you just told r- reminds me of you, like, uh, Nick having to call you at 6.30 because you're late to something. That just reminded me of this very random story. It doesn't even relate to this at all. But yeah. it's just a funny story that I want to tell. It was... Um, my birthday sophomore year my birthday is october 5th and so last fall that fall uh-huh. i was in eb211 and we had this um a, a trip to the museum like the museum of natural history or whatever in mm-hmm. new york city that following um sa- sunday morning my birthday was a saturday night so you can already imagine. yeah <laughs> birthday saturday night turning 20 i was lit having a great time and we had to be at the bus to drive to the museum at like Early, 
earlier than I would have liked. And this was for it was for it was for a lab. It was for like a pretty sizable lab. So like it's not the type of thing that you you were supposed to miss. Mm -hmm. And so it's like that morning of it's like uh, I think it's like eight or nine o'clock that we have to be at the bus. And I get this call. Cause usually I'm usually I'm so good at waking oh, yeah, up yeah, on yeah. time. Usually so punctual. But of course it was my birthday the day beforehand <laughs> on a Saturday. So so appropriately I was I was not. Let's just say, yeah, I wasn't in... You're, you weren't fully awake at the time. I wasn't fully awake at the time, exactly. <laughs> and so I get a call, and shout out to Kira, uh, Kira on the basketball team. She she calls me, she's like, yo, Flo, where are you? I'm like, what do you mean, where am I? She's like, the bus is about to leave. I'm like, what do you mean it's about... And I look at my phone, and it's like the time that the bus is supposed to be leaving. <laughs> and we've laughed about this later, and she tells me that she's never heard anyone so panicked before. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, oh my God, please, like, hold the bus up. Like, I can't relate. And I literally... I go brush my teeth real quick, and that's I just like sprint all the way from all the way from Holder, which is on one part of the court, to the the parking lot by uh, the bass by by Jadwin Gym. Yeah, yeah. So that's like a solid like. 1.5 to 2 mile yeah, run that's, that's and I was hauling ass <laughs> I was so scared I was like no I can't be late like the bus can't leave me I'm like please hold the bus up and I luckily make it but that you're, the story you just told reminded me of that of course mine didn't really have any consequences other than I would have had to go to the city by myself yeah, to yeah. do that to do the live and go to the museum but thankfully I made it and I was yeah that's yeah funny little story that I think is the the most like terrified i've been to miss something so far but that's the, when you invest start investing in a bike and you're just like, honestly you're <laughs> <laughs> just cruise over. now but on the topic of bikes i actually um i came in i so i came in freshman fall and at that point i was still bse mm -hmm. and so i i was like okay i heard i had heard that because the equator is so far away I had heard that I would need a bike to be able to survive. And so I was like, oh, my God, Mom and Dad, like, I need a bike, okay? <laughs> and so they actually got me a bike. We just went got, got, like, a used bike for, like, 100 bucks. Yeah, yeah. Cool little bike. And then, I, like I said, I live in Holder. So for anyone who's listening who, like, doesn't know the, the Princeton, the, the, the layout, like, the layout of campus, exactly. Holder's, like, at the top of campus by Nassau Street, and it's basically up a hill. And so when you're on your BSc, a bunch of my classes like physics, chemistry are all downhill campus. And then the e is all the way across campus. And so in the mornings to go to class, it'll be like a easy, breezy, like just downhill, barely have to mm -hmm. pedal, get there in like two, three minutes. That was not the issue. On the way back, when I tell you that it got to the point where I would have to walk my back, my bike all the way back up campus because I was so exhausted. First of all, from the school day and then also just from having to try yeah, to yeah. pedal it all the way up campus. And so it got to the point where I literally just like gave up on the bike. And when we went home for, I think it was winter break, I just like left the bike there. And I, I don't know whatever. I just don't know what happened to it. So I did try to get a bike at some exactly. point. Gave up on that. Thought I would invest in a scooter. I was like, nah, they are fun to ride, but I don't want to do all that. That's fair. Yes. And I, for, I don't even know how we got to that point, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, but I don't mind it at all. Okay, so uh, yeah, so the last question that I asked you was uh, the hardest part. The what, was I think it was like, what was the hardest part? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, uh, what was Good the, question. That, yeah, yeah, <laughs> the, the, the good question was the last thing that I asked you. And so this is, again... Um, Brings up something about you. I think you're one of the most disciplined people that I know, which I think you kind of have to be to be an ROTC and to make it. Because you're still a college student. You still want to live life. And 
Exactly. You want to live life. Yeah. I'll just keep it at that. But you have to be able to be, oh, I got to wake up at this certain certain time every day. So kind of my, my next question related to that is, what is, like, I know you have a bunch of different, like, tasks. I don't know, like, the official, is it, like, tasks or like At your trainings, like, what is this stuff that you have to do? Just Like a, like a ruck, is that a, like a... Uh, obligations. Obligations. Yeah, okay. So what, what would you say is the, what has been the most difficult obligation that you've had to do? And, like, the most, like, physically demanding, like, you went through that and you're like, holy shit, like, how did I just do that? Oh, gosh. I think it's more so, so we have, like, these uh, field training exercises, and those are usually, like, an entire weekend. I think mm-hmm. my freshman year was four days. We left Thursday, got a note to miss, like, our Friday classes. So we had Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, got back, like, early Monday morning. Mm-hmm. And that was all the way up in, uh, like, West Point, New York. Mm-hmm. So we went all the way up there to, like, do actual field training. Mm-hmm. And that was just consistent, like, running lanes, being able to... You know, you're running on two hours of sleep, like per night, because you're just you're supposed to be pulling watch, which is like, in when you go around, if you're like have your you know your units going to sleep out in the wilderness, whatnot, um, you always want one of out of every two people, you want one person awake to mm-hmm. like keep watch. Mm-hmm. Um, so stuff like that, where it's just you know, it's been four days of you getting like minor like spurts of sleep, mm-hmm. and then like being mentally on it for another four days because you have all these like training exercises is it, it, it takes its toll. And it's mm-hmm. like you come back Monday morning. I think I skipped all my classes. Like, <laughs> I'm sleeping the entire day. As you should. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That would probably be it. That was, we actually have it coming up. So would, in like oh, the next two weeks or something. Damn, so. That sounds, that, oh, that sounds hard. Also, wait real quick. What time did you say your next? Your, the oh, uh, I probably need to be out by like 1135. Okay, but so I'll make, I'll make sure we, we wrap up by that time. Because, again, i got to make sure you're punctual to your things. I will not have you getting in trouble for going to flow. Absolutely. This <laughs> no. was on my list. I was like, I need to make time to do this. Because I was so excited when she like, actually wanted me on. I, was, I just remember, like, like weirdly asking, like, yeah, so when am I showing up on the pod? <laughs> like, as a joke. And they're like, oh, I, I have you inked in. I was like, oh, my gosh, actually. No, yes. I know. It's funny. Yeah, that's also how it happened with, like, Louisa last week. Because she's the next episode that's coming out. She was like, oh, yeah, when, I come, when am I coming on? I was like, next next episode. And I, have, I actually have you. Because I, I have a list of people that I want to come on. And you're on my list. And it was just about finding the right time. So when you asked, I was like, boom, that's it. Jake Rogers. Next episode. But kind of a uh, final question on RTC so we could get to other stuff. Um, would you say that the the mental discipline that you're able to gain from RTC has lended itself to helping you into doing other things like being the TI president and your academics and just your daily life? Uh, I think it really like reminds you what's important. So like, um, like it's kind of you know obviously it's a sometimes it can be a mental drag, but at the end of the day, you, like when you walk back or you're like putting on your stuff, you're like reminded why you're doing certain things and. I'm like, I love helping people and I love the idea of like doing something like beneficial in terms of like society and like hopefully doing more than that. So, um, yeah, it's like, I think that'd be, that'd be, yeah. Gotcha. And I like that answer because then again, you are, I can, I can, I can't say enough good things about you, but you're (laughs) actually someone who cares about like giving back and helping people more than I think the average person does. And I think it's just something that's very admirable. Um, I, <laughs> no, I was about to shut on myself a little bit. I mean, I no, okay, no. That that yeah, I'll leave it at that. You there, are better yeah, than I'm most. Not you're exactly. You're better than most when it comes to giving back and actually caring about other people. And I think it's something that's very, very respectable. And I think this transitions well into our next topic, 
Look at that nice little segue into <laughs> you being Mr. President of TI, of uh-huh. T- Tiger and Club. First, could you just take me back to election night? What was that like for you? Were you nervous? And then that moment when you realized that you won, what were those feelings like? I think it was just, I kind of, I'd been joking about it since, I guess, like, since I, like, got on campus. I was like, oh, I would love to, like, be more involved in, like, TI once, uh, when I was, like, freshman year when I first showed up. Mm-hmm. And so I'd kind of always, like, had that idea of it. Um, it wasn't really, like, I didn't take it seriously until, like, obviously, like, the officer application came out and stuff. And um, for TI, at least, they, like, there's this whole, like, approval process where you, like, talk to the grad board and you do all this extra stuff. Um, just, like, make sure it's not, like, a, like, a, like no red flags show up uh-huh. with, with you and the grad board. And so it ended up just being me against, uh, like, um, me against a girl pre- or a candidate. Mm-hmm. And so it was just kind of, like, at that point, I was like, all right, well, it's going to be one of us. 50-50. So I was, just, I was just sitting in my room. I think we invi- I invited, like, one of our mutual friends over. Mm-hmm. Um, we were just kind of like hanging out. And then when, this, like, the Zoom call all came up, and I was just kind of, like, blown away because I know they're, they're – I really respect them, uh, the other candidate, and, like, what she, what she was doing and who she was as a person. And I was like, okay, like, either one, I'm completely fine with I get it. Um, so I was, I was pretty hyped, not going to lie, though. That, Love. And also, yeah, when I heard the news, I was also very, very excited for you. And also, I kind of like what you just mentioned about manifesting stuff. Um, it's like you said, you were always like, oh, I want to be more involved in TI. I'm a big believer in the fact that the things that you put out there into the world, they will tend to come true. Mm-hmm. So even if whatever it is that you want for yourself, you should just talk about more and more, which is why every every other day I'm, I wake up, I'm like, Zendaya is going to marry me one day. <laughs> So, all I'm saying is, I'm putting that out in the air. It can't hurt. It can't. That's all I'm saying. It can't. It can only help me. So one day, if we just happen to be in the same room together, and she just sees my electric personality, and it'll be wraps from there. Definitely good looks. Thank, obviously. thank you, dude. Thank you. <laughs> so yes, I love the fact that it's something that you maybe not even very consciously were thinking about the whole time, but it's just something that you sort of had some sort of idea like, oh, it would be kind of cool to get more involved and look at you now, Mr. President of the whole entire club. And so, um, what do you think it was about you that people saw and were like, this would be the person that we want to be the president of our club? And this is where you are allowed to pat yourself on the back and say all the great things about yourself <laughs> that I've been saying about you for the past 33 minutes. I... To be honest, like, I'm still, you know, everyone has their own thing. I think the one thing I try to pride myself on is, like, being genuine and, like, having my intentions known and kind of being, like, very open about who I am as a person. And I thought that was, like, you know, at the end of the day, I really enjoy, like, the community and I love all the, or all the people in the club. And I really, like, try to make myself, put myself out there to, to get to know them and, like, understand, like, what can we do better and, like, what can, like, I interact with you in, like, a better way. And I really wanted to, like, show that. And I think that's what, like, was the main thing, was just a pretty open, pretty honest person. And hopefully, like, I guess it, pay- I, it best pays off. And, you know, you want to you wanna be, like, the best person you can for, for those people that you're going to be impacting for the next two, one and a half years. I don't know <laughs> what, what we're going to call it anymore, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And I like that. And just like you said, I do think you are those things. You definitely very very genuine person like i was just saying definitely care about other people and helping people and i think those are things that people are able to see in you and i think those are the reasons that you were elected the president and so now that you've been elected do you 
first of all, do you feel some sort of pressure to to I don't even know like what uh, just like to to perform? I don't know in what aspect, but do do you feel any pressure now that you're president? I think it's yeah. I think uh, when the time comes, you know, I people put you in that position because they want you. They, they see something in you that you can bring to the club. And I want to make sure that, like, obviously it's virtual and we don't really have that at the moment. But what can I do virtually to, um, like, change the club for the better or, like, change it how people think I'm going to? And um, it's just kind of, you know, there it might not be or maybe I'm just, like, overanalyzing what people, like, expect of me. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I definitely want to, like, do better. I think there was also, like, uh, some though No, I'm not, I'm not going to go too, too far into that, but there was, like, you know, someone just straight just asked me, like, hey, like, are you actually doing stuff? And I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, like, it's all mostly behind the scene work right now. But, um, yeah, definitely, I know people want to see something happening. So I feel like. That is for sure. I think, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, it's that simple. I think, at least for myself, when it comes to Ivy, I look at our officer core and I'm like, I'm expecting y'all to make things happen in whatever capacity that you can. Yeah. In this <clears throat> this semester, it is definitely more virtual. But hopefully, which I'll ask about this in a second, hopefully, hopefully, knock on wood, if come fall, we're in person, I'm expecting y'all motherfuckers to hit the ground running. <laughs> really give us the experience that we've, we've been missing out on. And so that is a lot of expectations and pressure that I'm placing on them. And so I would assume that you are also getting similar, similar expectations from other people. So what would you say is probably, not even relates to just being open, like the clubs being open, what would you say for you is the most important thing for you going in as president what is one thing that everyone you want everyone in the club to sort of see see as the the thing that you're trying to not maybe not change but just bring bring into the into the club i guess like there's no secrets like what the ti like prior mentality was or like what people's perception of um ti was Mm -hmm. and i think that you know last year's officers did a great job of like moving in the direction and you know obviously like it's we're in a terrible time with with the pandemic and hopefully we'll be getting out of it soon Mm -hmm. but this year like just in bigger i think one of the big steps was like we got a lot more people to come out and bigger and to join the club that we would never normally have Mm -hmm. because it was you know kind of taken away from princeton and you're taken away from like the community and you kind of have the opportunity to make those judgments for yourself i like loved seeing and like meeting all the new people that i just knew like personality wise wouldn't have probably come out and, and bigger in the first place mm-hmm. so for me definitely like keeping that up and making ti more and just like the street in general because i think there's um there's obviously a lot of uh bigger sentiment out there but making it more, lots of it yes. making more like accessible and making it more <laughs> translucent and like being understanding of you know where people are ideas are coming from but like making that community better and more inviting and more open for other people i guess so if that includes you know Obviously, it's a tough time in the world right now with, uh, like, just, um, like, the social movements and, um, you know, this uh, kind of reevaluating of, of culture and, and how that interacts with the clubs and wanting to, to do right by them and um, really make it a place that, you know, anyone can feel comfortable, like, joining and feel like they're welcome and that, like, they, they matter in, in the club. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. And even this is something that you actually – you. Actually, I don't know if you want me to... Can I talk about when you came here the one time? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And this is something that even when just when you knew you were running, this is something that you were already concerned about. You actually came to me, I think, like a week or like a week or so before elections, and you, you said that you... 
first of all, you like know what your club's makeup is diversity wise, and you saw the the people who are running for officership, and you were a little bit concerned about the fact that there maybe wasn't as much representation as you would have liked, and you were sort of like trying to pick my brain about w- what sorts of things your club or you even yourself could do to to let just the Princeton population as a whole know that it was TI's a place that anyone was welcome in. And even just something as simple as that, I don't know how many people are doing that. Just being very aware and being very, being conscious of the fact that they want to make their space, which again, like you said, there is a lot of sentiment about bicker clubs and the eating clubs in general. Mm -hmm. And just being aware of that fact and trying to change that notion, I think something as simple like the SAT is huge. And that's something that most people didn't even know about when they voted you president. So I can't say enough great, I can't say enough great things about you, Jake. Oh, you're, you're, blush, yeah, you're a fantastic guy, bro. That's 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 really all I got for you. And also, okay, so um, next question, which if you, I don't know how much you can say, but whatever you can say, please do. If you can't say anything at all, that's completely fine. And so I know that as president, you have like weekly meetings with the ICC board where you meet with all the other presidents of the clubs mm-hmm. and is it is it just the president of, presidents of the club? Yeah, president of the club, and then uh, there we have like a liaison person who's uh, Mr. Blunt, who uh, like contacts us with administration, or is like presents the administrative side, you know, the the university side of things. Gotcha. Okay, so anything you could tell us about the status for the fall, and if not, that's perfectly fine. Um, like tread. I'm not again. I don't even know. I think yeah. I'll just tread around the best I can. It's so, like mm-hmm. this idea of you know. Princeton, I know, has put in a lot of effort and putting a lot of effort of having a full in-person fall. And um, with that, you know, we're going to evaluate and like what, how the clubs are still working into that. I think I'd be very optimistic that we'll be open in some capacity. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to like promise what that capacity is. Mm-hmm. Um, but they've the university has been the university has been great, like working with us and being very like open about um, where where they stand and what the clubs can do to increase our chances of being open and i know that you know half of our half, like more than half of our meetings are just what can we do to to ensure that this is like we're in good standings and we want you know the university to want us to be open mm-hmm. and um obviously um working with them and um doing the best we can to accommodate uh them as well gotcha okay i like that that's a good answer and also my special guest that i'm gonna have on in two weeks i'm gonna be bringing this up to him mm-hmm. and i will be I will be trying to get a commitment on the podcast <laughs> to fully opening the clubs. That'll be huge. If I if I can get that, that'll, that'll be exactly breaking news on Go With The Flow. So I will be recording that episode soon, special guest, and we will we will see. And so, um, like I said before, when it was just like ROTC for you, I think you're already a very busy individual. And so now that you're also president of TI, a lot more responsibility. How do you see yourself balancing your time now? Because you got... Princeton University, very hard academically. We're in our junior year. We got our JPs, um, ROTC, TI president. How do you manage your time? Oh, gosh. I think it's just, you know, uh, I think there's this idea that like, your time management is very static and you have to have this routine and you're going through and you want to make sure that, you know, you're staying, staying with it. You have your, these plots of time available. And I think I've, just kind of embrace the idea like it's there's never going to be a common week and you know i might have um these duties to the club and these duties to rotc and my academics that i'll just kind of fluctuate and being able to not 
be so rigid, I think, with my time has been like the the best part. Um, have you? What's the? I'm looking for this term, and it's so bad because I know I know for my like meant like my actual health, it's terrible. But like, there's the like the this like trend of like sleep cycles where you know instead of getting like the eight hours, you just like do like an hour nap like two hour naps it's terrible it's so bad i don't think i know what this is called and this but is what you do i've just like it not on my own voluntary but there'll be times where you know i'm up till like 3 a.m working on my my jp i'll grab two hours of sleep before rotsy i'll take like an hour nap afterwards and just like go into the next thing it's like honestly terrible terrible choice I, right. i'm not gonna say it's a great choice for everybody <laughs> i'm still going it's like four weeks in i don't know we're not crashing yet hey, and then, but, i don't know how sustainable that is i would yeah. recommend for you to get more sleep <laughs> but um definitely just like adjusting and being willing to work with the like your pressing matters at hand i mm. think a lot of people like are so set in like i'm gonna have you know x hours a week for for academics x hours for this x hours for that it's like that's not how like it ends up working out mm. and like being fine with being like okay i'm gonna have to to adjust my time schedule for this mm-hmm. and really being able to work on prioritizing what you need to do that week Gotcha, gotcha. Um, okay, I like that. But again, like I said, I don't know how sustainable that sleep schedule you just said was. So yeah, we, will... we have Saturday coming up, I think. Right. <laughs> okay, okay. What day is it? I don't know. <laughs> is it Tuesday? Are we in one? Yeah, I'm in uniform. That's good. Um, okay, so I will push us along because, again, we're on a, a time crunch here. So just uh, a couple things generally about this, this semester. What would you say coming in were your expectations for this 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 uh socially contracted semester and how have your expectations been either met or over over, like have they been met under god i can't speak (laughs) have your expectations been exceeded or not in simple terms (laughs) i think i I was virtual last semester so Mm -hmm. i was at home i was you know able to do a bunch of stuff like back in indiana and but i think new i knew coming in after following the stories and following the ideas i knew what campus would kind of look like with the social contract and so i was pretty pretty set you know want i continue to abide by everything i think i missed a, a covid test but i got a very stern warning dude, I, don't worry I, I've, I've thrown like three in <laughs> dude, the the one of the time confessions that we're going to talk about is mentions that but yes keep going yeah like this one but um i don't it's it it is up to what I expected it to be. I mm-hmm. think um, with anything, obviously, you know, when we're not, you know, we're, we're still trying to work our way back into like normal and people are going to like, have our gripes. We're going to have our, our problems that we want fixed and we wish we didn't have to accommodate for. But, you know, we uh, now we're almost there. So I'm, I'm holding out for that and hopefully, you know, doing what we can now so that next year we can, you know, have everything that and know, make up for the experiences. And that that's the thing. About. Like you just said, we are almost there. And one of the things that we are almost there at is our senior years, which is so wild to think about. We mentioned this. Like, I, I, I shouldn't be a senior. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, so I was just going to ask you, like, how quickly does it feel like time has gone since we first stepped foot on this campus to now the fact that very soon, probably like a month from now, we are going to be ending our junior years. I think I had this like similar feeling in high school, I think, where, you know, you show up and you know, I went to a like military boarding school, so you kind of put it all together and you, you it's such a grind. But then you you know, you realize the grind's more than halfway over. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm blinking it's almost done. I kind of 
still have those moments where I step out on like campus or I like leave my dorm and I have to like look around like I'm like at Princeton or like I'm like here and like I haven't been kicked out yet (laughs) they still have invited me back to like study (laughs) like oh that's amazing um no it's ridiculous I'm so excited but like I'm so nervous and so because I don't feel like I should be an adult yet I (laughs) I shouldn't be like having to worry about oh gosh what's my job well like I guess I don't have to worry about (laughs) but you know like stuff like that yeah yeah and I couldn't yeah basically I agree it it's wild I don't feel like we shouldn't we shouldn't be here already <laughs> we shouldn't be here and it's even worse because it's definitely worse because we just I we lost the whole year mm-hmm. and so in my mind my college experience is still at my so, like my college experience yeah. has been stunted I'm still a, I'm still a college sophomore <laughs> in in the experience phase of it exactly and so it's weird that in actuality I'm about to be a senior when I feel like, oh, I got stopped in my sophomore year and that is where I want to be continuing continuing from and get the rest of the time after that. But we just we just don't get that time. And this like absolutely just condensed semester did not help. Like it feels it's, so fast. Yeah, <laughs> condensed semester, no spring break, and they try to act like they care about our mental health, but they don't really give a shit. <laughs> well ugh, whatever. Well, yeah. Honestly, yeah, that's one of the things that we'll get to actually yeah, so you said you have to be out by what time? Like thirty five. I okay. Are you sure you are you your your next commitment's at forty five? And I've got the bike, so we're just coasting. You're sure? Yes, sir. Okay, thirty five. <laughs> we, we will we will we will be done by thirty five. But um um what I want to ask you next. Yeah, so for me, it always hits the point of the semester. Actually, this has been happening since high school. Mm-hmm. Literally since high school, as long as I can remember, there hit there comes a point in the school year where. I I'm just out of it. Oh yeah. I wake up in the morning and it's zero motivation to get out of bed. It's it takes everything out of me to just roll out mm-hmm. to like do the little like hop out of bed. Okay, <laughs> my day's starting right now. And so that's been happening probably since like junior year of high school. Yeah, yeah. And I think for me, this week might have been that week for me. Oh, because 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 nothing changes for me. Because I'm a very like regimented person. Mm-hmm. Like I will sleep the same amount every day, every week. Um, and so usually I could get my amount of sleep, and I just I'm able okay, work, pop out of bed. But this week. Even when I get my, like, seven, eight hours of sleep, I was like, oh, it's taking a yeah. lot out of me to even just get out of bed. Mm-hmm. And then I need to listen to my gospel music in the morning to, like, get myself <laughs> ready, get myself going. So, is it, do you think you, do you relate to that in any way? And in this semester, do you think you've hit a point where you're just sort of getting by on the day-to-day? Or do you still think you're able to pop out of bed every morning? No, I, I def, that, that burnout, that mental, just burnout of nothingness is definitely set in and i don't know i guess going in my my dad's uh, my dad is just this absolute grinder mm-hmm. so he like is instilled a very just grind session like mindset into me so i guess you know i'm okay you know working with i'm not gonna feel great every day or like i don't feel like getting up and i guess this is one thing rtc is really good at is like mm-hmm. you know i have to get up and yeah. i'm already up so might as well like be productive or like do work or something but you know it's it's definitely taking its toll and you know we have less than a month left we have mm-hmm. classes end the 27th i was mm-hmm. just talking to my jp advisor about this mm-hmm. and it was like we're done and I, <laughs> I am so ready to just i don't know what your summer plans are but just take the first week of summer break vacation i will be just in my room just mm-hmm. sleeping <laughs> yeah. uh yeah i yeah 
Yeah, my summer plans are a little, little more. I would be busy this summer, mm-hmm. but or after school, before internship, and then post internship, I will just be sleeping. And honestly, you texted in our group chat about trying to organize a vacation of some sort, and I just texted Max about that before this episode. So we will try to make that happen because we all deserve, we all deserve vacation. <laughs> we all do. We've worked very hard this year, and we all need to treat ourselves exactly. to some some sort of fun. So Cannot we will. Touch that enough. <laughs> yes, we will make sure we get on that. But okay, seven minutes left. Let us let us. Transition right through to our, actually no, before Tiger Confession section, I wanted your predictions for the Final Four. We got Gonzaga versus UCLA, Houston versus Baylor, and this is going to come, by the time this comes out, the we'll know who the winner is, so let's get your, your votes on the record on this day, April 2nd. Well, I'm just going to also put out there, I had Michigan winning it all, so I'm infuriated still. <laughs> I'm so brackets, angry. Everyone's bracket My bracket sucked, didn't yeah. last like three three games. Yeah. They were all wrong. Uh-huh. Um, but I guess uh, um, I like Baylor. I think Houston, you know, is a good team, but I think Baylor's just been like And can you go against Gonzaga like you right can't. now? You can't. You can So you're saying your final's Gonzaga-Baylor. Gonzaga-Baylor. And who takes it uh, in the final? I'm going to go Gonzaga. Fantastic. Pretty Actually. easy. Pretty, pretty chalk. But yeah, like, I, I think yeah. at, at this point, best team wins and Gonzaga just has not looked like bad to you. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, I actually, yeah, I agree with that. Those are also my picks, so we shall see. Also, my family's from Spokane, so oh, shout really? Out to them. Okay, my, yeah. my dad's sides all lives in Spokane, so gotta, gotta keep the somewhat hometown. <laughs> yeah. Okay, and tire confessions. Let us transition right into that. So for today, our confession is: um, Why is Princeton being so draconian during these times? I'm already dealing with so much shit, and they say if I miss one more COVID test after my first warning, I might get put on probation. These punishments are so out of proportion, and it's not like I'm trying to miss a test, and since I've been very compliant for the most part. They said people who miss enough tests could lose access to housing in the future, and I think that's absolutely absurd. Are there are other colleges this anal about this stuff? I want to get vaccinated, have socially distanced a lot, and only missed one test, so why are they treating me like some criminal? It's the same thing with the honor committee, and I think it's so ironic how the director of student life is the one sending out emails about mental health, but some, but doesn't show any empathy at all towards this situation. Jake, what are your thoughts? Well, as someone who has received that email, I was like, we'll get to that. Yeah. <laughs> the most recent of weeks, like, I get it, and I think you know, you guys have to, like we said earlier, we're almost there, and I know because we're so close to being there like it sucks but like the university does realize i'm sure the university realizes that like you know with everything coming out you know i think i just know from back home i i was talking to my parents and like indiana is lifting full restrictions like texas mm-hmm. starting like next week yeah and so people are definitely like taking those opportunities and going outside and wanting to embrace and you know get back to normal and but also at the same time you know we're not fully there yet and you gotta you know, take care of the people you need to take care of. Obviously, we're a, a very specific portion of the population that's not, you know, as affected as probably, like, or as a vast majority of everybody else. But, you know, we want to keep everybody safe. And, you know, we have a month, I think. I, oh, what, didn't, like, the governor of New Jersey just say, like, people could start, like, age 55, start, like, yesterday yeah but that's uh, even new york city said everyone 30 and above can get vaccinated so the fact that new jersey's just at 55 is like we're still a little i don't know if that's great Um, although i did get my first shot this week and it took my ass Uh, yeah i was looking through our group chat i was like oh maybe i should postpone this a little bit no 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 but no but i will say it's it's been like 50 not even 50 50 there's been a 
a, a few people who also got the side effects like I did, mm-hmm. but for the most part, a bunch of other people said they've been completely fine. Like Justin said, he was completely yeah. fine. So, I like I said, my immune system just ain't shit. I, <laughs> I, 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 I couldn't handle it. But um, so just I guess my response to this is, it is I. I completely agree that there's such an inconsistency and a hypocrisy between the things that the university, the, between their words versus their actions. Mm-hmm. They they tried to preach mental health being important, but then they give us no spring break. We all get burnt out. They now I see three minutes. Yeah, I'm keeping. Oh, I'm, okay. keeping no, I'm keeping track. Of that, dude. I see. I, don't I feel see. so rude. No, 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 no. You're good. No, you're good. You're good. You're good. And I think. Um, just something as simple, like the very aggressive text that they send, oh, e- yeah. or emails they send, even if you miss a symptom check, they send you the most aggressive email. <laughs> and I haven't missed a, a test yet, a yeah, test, yeah. so I don't know what those emails are like, but I imagine that it is also crazy aggressive. So the fact that, again, they are they're not as understanding with these things as they should be, and they're just scaring people for no reason. With Like the fact that they're, they're threatening to not let you get housing in the future, that is, in this person's words, absolutely absurd. I completely agree. Mm-hmm. And so when I finally get to interviewing people at other schools, which I think will be like, season two or like the summer iteration of this i am actually very curious to see how their experiences have compared to ours but yeah basically and honestly the honor committee that is something that i want to talk about in another episode because that is also just a wild thing that we have that i don't know why any student will participate in on the side of the university like that's an option i don't get that (laughs) but yeah basically university has been very anal this semester they act like they care about our mental health I don't think they do as much as they say they do, but they do have to save face and just say all these different sorts of yeah. things. So it is what it is. But like you said, we are almost there. We have a month, a month left, and I think we could all make it through, survive. And in the words of my favorite trilogy ever, uh, the song at the end of the first movie, we're all in this together. <laughs> but it is like 34. Jake, do you have any final words for me or for the people? No, just, again, thank you so much for having me on. It's been, like, awesome. And I... And spread love. We're almost at. The, we're almost there. We're almost fucking there. Yes, sir. We That'll are be all... the one explicit I dropped. Today. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it. I was I holding it. out so much. I, was <laughs> I, like, I love Dang. it. Yeah, it's hard for me to control myself too. But yes, uh, that has been another episode of Go with the Flow. Jake, thanks so much for joining me. Thank you so much if, for everyone who's listening. Fifty-seven minutes and thirty seconds in. I love you. I appreciate you. And have a fantastic day. Thank you.